Welcome, Dennis. I am here with Samantha Haloka. She is a financial strategist. She's your financial planner and she's with Northwestern Mutual and we're gonna have a wonderful conversation here all about helping you protect yourself and all of those financial assets that you have. So welcome, Sam. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Naveen. How are you? I'm awesome. So thank you so much for being here. I know that a lot of the podcast listeners here, a lot of the dentists here aren't typically always used to women being in the financial planning role. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about you, how you got into financial planning, why you chose to work with Dennis, what about Dennis makes them so special. Tell us all about it. Uh, well, thanks. So I have been uh, in the financial planning world for about 23 years now. And 23 uh, years, y'all. That means she's she's a vet, right? She's she's the expert at this. She's the master. I just have to point that out because she's not the person that's just been doing this for two years. She's seen it all, 23 years. All right, go ahead. I just had to highlight that. That's okay. That's all right. So. Uh, so I really grew up in this industry professionally, and so yes, it's rare that there aren't too many women uh, in this space. And um, you know, and there's not a, a whole lot of wealth management or financial planners who will uh, willingly work with dentists and uh, medical professionals. And not because y'all aren't great folks, because you really are, and I really enjoy working with all of you. Um, it's just because you're so hard to reach. Right, that the yes. most of us um, want the the path of least resistance. But um, after I learned how physically demanding and how stressful, and um, just how um, how difficult it is, whether you're a dentist or a physician who owns their own practice, uh, it, it's just if you all have such very unique needs mm -hmm. financially and a lot of different stressors in there. And just after getting educated on just the, the big picture of how that is, it really, I, I think it was just drawn to it. Um, and I love solving problems. And um, because the problems are so unique for yep. dentists and physicians yep. uh, and business owners in general, I work with a lot of business owners, not just dentists, but um, you know, I, I really enjoy um, doing that type of work and really, want to help more so from a holistic standpoint. So we don't just do insurance type work. We don't just want to manage investment assets. Um, we want to really have a good comprehensive plan that integrates the, the business into the, the whole financial plan for the dentist professional as well as their families. That's awesome. Okay, Sam, you said a lot of really, really important things. So the first takeaway that I want to highlight here is what you said about their schedules, right? Every dental practice owner I know has a different schedule. No two dental practices have the same schedule. Some people work until six, some work until seven, some start as early as seven, some start at 12. So it can be very difficult trying to reach you, the dentist, and if you are one of those dentists who's like, oh, I gotta get with my financial planner, she keeps calling me at lunch, or he keeps calling me at lunch, that might be a problem, right? Like I know you are on calls as early as like 6.37 in the morning with your clients because no matter what, you're going to make sure that you get them, you get them at a time that works for them and you've figured out like what works for each of them. So I know that, you know, sometimes you'll just add a meeting to their calendar because you know that that's what works, right? So I just had to 
stress that as a really important point because not all financial professionals are going to work around your schedule. They might expect you to work around their schedule. So mm -hmm. I really appreciate that you do that for dentists. I'm sure it's not easy. <laughs> no, it, it's not, but it also allows me to have flexibility too. I'm, I'm a business owner as well. So I can empathize, I'm not an employee. Uh, and so it allows me to you know, do what I wanna do during the day sometimes, even if it means taking an appointment early or late. So uh, we, just we just have to get the work done when the work needs to get done. Hi doctors and welcome. My name is Nermeen Jasani and I'm a lawyer turned dental practice consultant. And this is the Wildly Successful Dental Practice Podcast. I help dental practice owners like you create a wildly successful dental practice, one where they're not just the associate in their practice, but they're also the CEO. I abhor hacks or gimmicks, and I believe and practice business fundamentals and proven business strategy. There is no one size fits all strategy. Everything needs to be tailored to your unique dental practice, practice specialty area, and revenue goals. This is not about feelings. This is about numbers and making data-driven decisions to grow your practice. Let's get drilling on this episode. Okay, and then the second thing that you said that we can definitely spend a minute talking about here is every dentist owner, every dentist I've ever talked to says, wow, I never realized how difficult physically taxing this job actually is. I would love for you to talk about that because I know you have to hear from your clients all the time how tired they are, their feet hurt, their back hurts, they got to go see a chiropractor, they got to see a physical therapist. I'm sure they're doing all these things, but tell me what you're hearing as well. Sure. So a lot of my dentist clients are telling me that you know they love the profession that they're in, but after they do it for a number of years, they can't see themselves doing it until they're 65 or 70. Uh, and they don't want to work that long, at least not in this capacity, or at least not, um, you know, uh, working on patients all day long uh, like they do now. And so, a lot of the work that we do is help the um, help the dentist really figure out what is what is the retirement plan, or when do you want to be financially independent, or when do you want to be able to scale back? Whether it means to just hire the right uh, dentist to come in and do a lot of the work for you and you still own the practice and still do what you need to do to make sure everything um, continues to grow and, and build value for the practice. Uh, and, and when do you wanna really step away from this, right? Yeah. Um, and so we can back into how much we need to save, what do we need, what value does this practice need to have along with all of our other assets that we're using to save uh, for retirement or for college or just in general. Uh, just so we have some diversification around the, uh, besides just the practice value. Uh, and we can really build a very comprehensive financial plan to help them reach those goals. And it, it, what I find is that, um, like I have a, a, a young dentist who, you know, he, he doesn't think he can do this for another 20 years. He wants to know, right, how soon he can be financially independent to really have options and flexibility. Mm -hmm. Not that mm -hmm. he necessarily wants to stop, but just put him in a position with all of his assets. And if he wants to continue to do this, he can, or if he wants to sell the practice at 50 and go do something else or teach or whatever it might be, he has the financial freedom to do it. Yep. And he's very motivated to save the profits, right? That he's really taking an income right now mm -hmm. um, towards that goal versus yeah. just buying something else or 
increasing his lifestyle. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think that you as, as the dentist and you as a dental practice owner need to hear what we're saying here, which is we're just trying to give you a choice, right? You don't have to then become financially independent and then leave your practice. You could just hit the point where you and your financial planner decide, hey, this is where you're going to be financially independent. This is where the debts will come down. Maybe your student loan is paid off. Maybe all of these things have happened. And now because of these things, you now have the freedom of choice, right? You get to choose, do you want to keep practicing or do you want to bring in an associate a couple of days a week? Mm-hmm. It's not that, you know, once you set this plan with your financial planner, financial independence, all of a sudden that point hits and like, poof, you're gone. You're out of your practice. Like that's not what you're saying that's not what we're saying but i know oftentimes that's what you hear as a dentist is it's like a an expiration date and that's not at all what it is we're just we want you to have a choice and we want you to have that choice strategically we don't want it to be forced on you where you know someone's sniffing around and wants to come and buy your practice and now you're going to be financially independent we want there to be some sort of strategy and like intentionality around right. it right right yeah. well and then like you uh, you had mentioned the someone coming and buying the practice mm-hmm. or or trying to buy them out. So again, it gives you options and flexibility. You don't have to, it gives you more freedom and flexibility to sell when you want to sell and mm-hmm. do it on your terms mm-hmm. versus having to do it or having to continue to work because you haven't saved enough. Yeah. Um, that's where, that's what I tend to run into if I meet um, professionals later in their career and really all they have is the practice mm-hmm. and they've invested into the practice and it's valuable but we don't have any savings outside so really the yeah. practice is the retirement plan yeah. Yeah. and I'm used to business owners it being the majority of the retirement plan that's not un- unusual mm-hmm. um, but if we know we have these other assets and there's a smaller gap to fill because we have saved and we have really planned um, to have those options and flexibility over long periods of time, then it just it sets you up in the future to, to really have choices. Yeah, and I think that what you're saying is really important, which is it's okay if your practice happens to be a big piece of your retirement puzzle, but I think we're all saying it, is, it, it shouldn't be the only piece right. of your retirement puzzle. You need to have multiple pieces in this puzzle and it's a professional's job to help put it all together and it's going to be unique. So, you know, Sam, let's talk about this for a quick second. I know a lot of dentists who come to me and they say, hey, this guy in my study club is doing this thing and he just, you know, opened up a 401k and then took some money and put it here and then he did that. How about I do the same thing? What do you say to those dentists? I say you you have to play your game. Your game, your not game. their game. That's your right. Your game. Uh, there's a really, really great book out there, and I, I, I'm going to quote it. Um, it's um, The Psychology of Money, and it actually just came out in 2021. And that, there's a whole chapter on that, is that you're going to hear some of these financial um, ideas. There's a lot of great ideas. And some of those ideas are great for the people who have them. And that's why they share them because they're so excited. Yeah. But what they don't know is that your game might be totally different mm-hmm. than theirs, right? They don't know what debt you have. They don't know what your family situation is. They don't yeah. know what your lifestyle is. Yeah. They don't know how much you've saved. They have no idea what assets you have, mm-hmm. right? They, they, and so certain financial tools and certain financial strategies are going to be appropriate for certain people. Most of the, it sounds too good to be true or got rich quick type of strategies 
um, are not going to be uh, appropriate yes. for most people. Yes. Um, and so, it, it, especially if we want to have a plan and we want to have some security, financial security. And so I would say to that is I usually, I, I get that all the time myself. And so I will just continue to ask questions and really get around, okay, is this appropriate? Sometimes it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it, it really just depends. Yeah. And so it's you need to have somebody in your corner um, uh, that that can really talk through some of these things with you to make sure it's a wise choice for you. I, I, I step into the game a lot of times where they've already made some of these choices and they're the wrong choices, and we're having to undo or fix Ooh, uh, some of that's that. Tough. And just like anything else, it gets wildly expensive when you have to fix something. Yes. Um, that was that was. Same with your patients, right? When they go to the the billboard dentist and instead of coming to you, now you're having to go and fix the patient's, you know, root canal slash implant and redo the whole thing. The same thing is true for financial planning, right? Like you want to make sure that the plan is right for you, that it fits you, that it fits sort of your goals. And your goals are going to be so different from someone else's goals. Someone else might want to retire on a yacht. Maybe you just want to retire Mm -hmm. on a a farm with a bunch of dogs and alpacas and just whatever else you want to do, right? Like everyone's got different financial goals and Mm -hmm. everyone wants to retire differently. And there's one thing that I definitely want to kind of highlight here a little bit, which is sort of what's happened in this social media savvy that we've gotten into lately, which is, you know, dentists are posting, here's my Porsche. Oh, I only worked three hours this week and made more than I ever made in the last, how how much ever time. And I know I've had my clients come to me and be like, well, one, do I need to be on social media bragging about this stuff? And two, what am I doing wrong in my practice, right? (laughs) And so I, I really just want to have a conversation around, yeah, it's not you and you don't have to follow it the way that they do and you also don't even have to follow them on social media but also feel like you're doing what you're doing on your part with your financial goals like just keep in mind like there's all this noise focus Mm -hmm. on you right right Right. yeah well and you know in our in our country there are there's a very small percentage of people who can actually um, have those kinds of lifestyles Mm -hmm. right um, or even have the means to save to continue those lifestyles. Yes. Right? And most of them don't. Right? So most of the people around you that are driving the Porsche that ha- look like they have this great lifestyle, if you pull the hood up, there's no money there. That's the so thing. Yes. It, you want to be, really what I would encourage you to do is, is, is focus on building your wealth with your practice, as well as building your wealth by spending less than what the practice makes you. So that you can save a good portion of it, you should be saving at least twenty percent of your profits every single year. Otherwise, you're going to be working forever, right? So build wealth and focus on building wealth. And wealth is what you don't see. Wealth yes. does not show up on social media. Yes, it, it does doesn't, not. Right? So um, people who want to show off are they're rich, but a lot again, a lot of them don't have any money because they just spend it all in the car, right? So just know that, that that's the majority of what we see. I'd rather meet somebody that doesn't look like they're wealthy at all and they've got all this, this cash that we need to do something with uh-huh. than someone who I have to convince to stop spending as much money as they do mm-hmm. so they can have something later. Yes, I love that, Sam. It's such an important point that you're making. And I do want to, I know that you and I were talking about this a little bit before, but 
Sam has three great tips that she's going to share with you that she tells all of her clients, her dental practice clients, to make sure that they do. And the reason why I adore Sam so much is because everything that you're hearing right now, she's telling you are the fundamentals, right? Like she's not giving you a get rich quick scheme. She's not giving you a hack. She's not giving you a gimmick. She is telling you 20%. That's the rule of thumb. That's where you start. Like that is just the, the foundation. And I love people who talk foundation who are like, yes, this is this is what you gotta do. It's gotta be 20%. Now, how you get that 20% and how you get there, there are different ways, but mm -hmm. it's gotta be at least 20%. So now share with us the three things that you think that dentist should know. Sure, sure, absolutely. So, Hi doctors, just a quick note here from Nermeen. I know you're busy running your practice and I know you know that there's a lot that you could be doing to grow it. I want you to know that I'm here to help and I'd love to chat with you for 30 minutes so we can talk about your practice goals and your practice vision. I also know that you might be a little nervous to work with a consultant, especially because they tend to charge a lot and they wanna work with you for these long-term contracts. I'm not like that at all. And if after talking for 30 minutes, you decide that you wanna work in just a small bite-sized way, we can do that through a Dave strategy and it's exactly what it sounds like, it's a day. And we work together for five days and then I check in with you after 30 days and then after 60 days to see how things are going. So no long-term commitments, no overpriced consulting here, just good old strategy to grow your practice your way. If you're interested, take a look at the link below and you'll be able to schedule a call with me to talk about the day of strategy. I look forward to helping you. The first thing is um, surround yourself with really, really smart people uh, who are professionals that can help you in all the different areas. So examples of that are commercial bankers, right? A good business banking relationship. So if you wanna expand the practice, you need to have somebody who can help you with uh, getting credit. Yes. Right, if you're going to grow your practice. Absolutely. And uh, make sure you're, you've got their number, not the 800 number, because when something bad happens, you're mm -hmm. going to be on hold on that 800 number for mm -hmm. like hours before someone's going to be able to help you. And I think mm -hmm. we all kind of learned that during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So yes, have really good banking relationships. Your banker should know you by your first name and know exactly where your practice is located. Yes. Like rule of thumb, that's what it should be. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't know somebody in that space, Right. If you do have a wealth management advisor, which is another person that you should be working with and make sure that that person does financial planning, not just investment management. Most wealth managers out there just manage money, but they're not going to look at your whole entire scope and build a plan for you. So just make sure you're getting your money's worth there. Um, but most uh, financial uh, planners or um, wealth management advisors, CPAs, attorneys, they will know good bankers. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yes, CPA that works with business owners. And if they work with dentists specifically, that's even better. Yes. Because again, you're, you get really unique, um, you get really unique financial needs. Um, and then a great attorney that can help look over all your contracts, help you with yes. HR, make yes. sure to keep you in the, in the right frame there. Um, and then, and then a great, you know, really great business counsel as well, right? Someone who can help you grow your business that can, can give you an outside perspective. What I find is that a lot of dentists and um, physicians um, and other types of um, disciplines, 
they're super smart and they know that they're smart enough to handle the business acumen, but they don't have time and they didn't go to school for that. Yeah. So it's okay. Um, it's it's very very it's a very very smart and wise thing to surround yourself with people who are experts, just like you're an expert. Um, I'm not going to diagnose my own te teeth problem. No, right? No, I'm you don't not. need to know that you have a cross four cavity. <laughs> right? That's not so going to happen. <laughs> surround yourself with great people. That's what very savvy business owners do. So yeah. that's that's tip one. Sorry, it's taking me forever to get through these. No, I love um, it. Tip two, from a financial standpoint, we need to have a really great defense and we need to have a really great offense. Okay, so defense being we need the right amount of cash. We need to make sure our debt is is handled and managed efficiently. Mm -hmm. uh, and we need to make sure that we have protected the gaps for the what ifs, right? Mm -hmm. Life's not going to go perfect, right? Someone could get sick, someone could get cancer, someone could get, someone could pass away, right? We could have somebody sue us. We've got to have the right assets, right? And if we don't have the assets, then we need insurance. Mm -hmm. The bigger it is, right? The bigger the practice is, the more that we have to protect, the more valuable it is, the more we need to have great defense, mm -hmm. right? Because the more you're gonna run into problems, okay? And you, and you have a lot more to lose, right? And so just make sure you have a great defense and just make sure you're working with someone who can help you with that defense and not just piecemealed, um, but really have a comprehensive plan around that. And then the offense is, um, again, growing the practice, mm -hmm. right? So working with someone like your me to help grow that strategy and that practice, but then as those profits and those business, that um, revenue and um, extra money comes in, then we need to make sure we're not just paying for our living and investing back in the business, mm -hmm. but we're also saving that money, yep. right? So working with a financial professional who can help you plan so that you can continue the lifestyle that you want mm -hmm. over long courses of time. Yeah, and she's also not saying live at 10% of your lifestyle, right? Like that's not what we're saying. We're not saying go buy, mm -hmm. you know, a Prius and live in a podunk little house in the outskirts and like sit through traffic. No, we're totally not saying that. We're saying that it's totally possible for you to have whatever lifestyle you want. We just need to make sure that everything is fully planned and it right. all makes sense in that in the event that something happens, if something does happen, Right. you're still protected. That's right. You're really, not going to be in trouble. Really, it means pay yourself first. Yeah. Right? So everybody is going to want your money, right? Whether it's the the, the realtor that wants to sell you the big house yep. or the, the person that's trying to sell you the big car or uh -huh. this or that or the clothes or what have you, right? Um, so make sure you, you're always paying yourself first by saving money and paying your future self and paying your kids and paying everybody. Like, Make sure you, you've got college and retirement and what ifs taken care of. Mm -hmm. And then if the money keeps growing because the business keeps doing well, spend it. Yeah. I don't care. Right? Yeah. So, but, so as long as you've got a good plan and you're sticking to the plan and you're executing it well, you can also have an amazing, amazing spending plan as well. Yes. And I love that you said that because I find that so many dentists just get caught up in the, well, I don't want to eat, you know, ramen noodles for the rest of my life, you know, and I totally get it, but that's not at all what we're saying. Yeah. As long as you just follow the plan, you stick to it, then you can spend however you want to yeah. spend. Um, Sam, this was so wonderful. Will you tell everyone how to reach you? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, where they can send snail mail if they want to do that? <laughs> just kidding, but just tell us what's the best way to get in touch um, with you. Sure. So, um, I mean, even if you just Google Samantha Haloka Northwestern Mutual, I'm the only one out there. That's going to come up. It's going to go to my website. Uh, and so you can reach me through my website, um, email. All of my contact information is there. My team can definitely set up some time. Um, to, to do that. Um, and I, I do work out of Atlanta, but I have 
clients that are national. So we work all over the country. Awesome. And just so you all know, her information will be in the show notes below. So if you want to reach out to her, you're welcome to reach out to her. Thank you so much, Sam, for being here today. This was a lot of fun. Um, any last minute notes that you want to share with the listeners? Any Anything else that you think that they could benefit from? No, I think you should just watch this again. <laughs> right, so, th- so definitely, <laughs> I love that. Thank you for having us. Yes, of course. Thank Please you. do listen in again because you might hear something the second time through, the third time through that maybe you didn't hear the first time. So keep listening in. We shared a lot of information with you, but start with 20% and call Sam. All right, that's everything for this episode. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Dennis. Talk Thank to you, you soon. Bye. Hey, how are you guys today? So really what Insperity does is we help businesses by taking off a lot of the headaches of being an employer of people. And I know that sounds like a tough nut to crack, which is why I'd love for you to give me a buzz so we can talk about it. But really we help you drive your business by mitigating risk uh, from being, again, the employer of people. So focus on the big things like being a dentist.